0: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
1: Smoking Joe Patrick, the cell towers, huh, Joe? <laughs> All right, sorry guys, sorry. I was I was uh, standing on business. <laughs> or was I not standing on business? I don't know.
0: I say you weren't.
1: Yeah, just say you were. You were standing okay. on
0: business. <laughs> you- so I guess there's a bad cell reception on business. Oh. Is what you're saying?
1: <laughs> when you stand, That's maybe. Okay. We, okay. we gotta get that sorted out.
0: All right, uh, so the coaching staff is is pretty much coming together. I mean, we're, we're getting the, the last few hires. You find out about Ike Hilliard earlier today. Um, they're going to have the introductory press conference on on Monday. I know that you'll be there to ask questions. But now that we know that Zach Robinson is going to be the offensive coordinator and Raheem Morris is hired and all of that, everyone shifts their focus to quarterback. Does does that group, does that hire, does anything that they've done offensively with, with the staff give you any indicator as what you think they might be looking for
1: quarterback-wise? So, I think you you could infer some things based on where Zach Robinson has been. I think I put it out there that, you know, he at least, in what I've seen, has dealt with a lot of kind of quarterbacks that deal from the pocket. That seems to be, you know, in quarterbacks that he's reviewed and rated, it seems to be what he likes. But, you know, it should also be stated that he was a bit of a running quarterback himself when he was in college, and I'm sure he appreciates you know, a, a quarterback that can, that can, you know, make things happen with his legs, which is becoming more and more the trend in, in the NFL nowadays to have a quarterback that can, uh, you know, that can do a little bit of both. And obviously that's going to be something that plays into any quarterback factor. But, you know, I, I think that the, the most interesting thing about this is that you've acquired an offensive coordinator in Zach Robinson, who used to evaluate quarterbacks as a specialty. Like he is one of, he's from what I've heard, he's basically the only person in the entire world who watched every single quarterback throw um, during the years, like 2017, 2018, basically the last two years before he joined the Rams when he was with PFF, he was the quarterback evaluator and he watched every single one and a lot of quarter- college quarterbacks too. And so I think regardless of what kind of quarterback he's going to be going after, I think that the importance of signing him in particular to be the offensive coordinator is that you are getting somebody who has a specialty in just assessing the position In general, and I think probably finding a quarterback who's obviously going to be able to, you know, execute the things that he's going to want to implement in the offense.
0: Where was he before he got hired to the Rams staff?
1: He was at Pro Football Focus. Uh, I I was just making making
0: sure that that's what PFF stood for.
1: Okay,
0: (laughs) yeah, yeah. And that's some other thing. Really? Just yeah, sure. he no, no. Four, he, you know, he, six six no, he wanted, to, no, no, he wanted to tick me off again. Hey,
1: he I, knows how I personally feel about those dorks. I don't have anything to do but, with where he worked. Yeah, yeah whatever. I was just making sure all the information <laughs> what, was correct. Whatever, man. I, uh, well, he hasn't, he has an interesting career. I just like he's done an interesting career because he came out of college. He was the quarterback that was thrown to Des Bryant a bunch. Um, you know, obviously had a great wide receiver there at Oklahoma State. He didn't have that great of a career, but then. He goes immediately into coaching quarterbacks specifically. I guess at this place called the Ranch. You know how these guys have these quarterback coaches right. um, when they're coming out of college and going into the draft. And so it's just interesting that he's been working with young quarterbacks and and assessing them for quite some time, which is you know obviously an area that the Falcons are going to need help with this offseason. Joe, I know we're extremely early, and there is no quarterback on this roster. But who, offensively, of the guys who everybody says are underutilized, do you think will have that? Who, who has a? I wanna, the most to gain by this coaching change? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think that, you know, despite the fact that we've heard a lot of complaints about Bijan, even though I think that those, some of those complaints are, are somewhat unfounded. Me he too. was 12 in the NFL in touches last year. Um, and, and Kyle Pitts, obviously. I think the biggest winner out of this is Drake London, honestly. Because when you look at the receivers that have really exploded in, this, uh, in, in the Rams offense, it's been, first of all, Cooper Cup who is a slot receiver. It's been their slot receiver. These guys who can run, who can run out of these condensed packages and if you look at where the majority of Drake London's uh production has come from, he's been work- he's worked out of the slot a lot more than he's been out wide. And I think that in some of these packages that they run that he's going to get, he's going to be a huge beneficiary, I think, of a lot of uh, what this team is going to do offensively and put him in some creative positions, but they can do that with Kyle Pitts as well. I mean, it, it's really unknown exactly how they're going to position some of these pieces, um, but you can just see from the play style that they've had in LA, if they, if you have a quarterback who can, you know, properly assess the field and be able to distribute the ball around like Matt Stapp, Matthew Stafford's been able to do so well. And even Jared Goff before him, to be perfectly honest, Um, these guys are going to find the ball in space. And uh, I I think it's just really exciting things. But I think Drake London is the guy. who I think we can really see, be able to perform on a more consistent basis than what he's been able to do his first couple years where he's kind of had these big games and then had a string of not-so-big games.
0: What do you think Raheem Morris will say about Desmond Ritter when he's asked about him on Monday?
1: Hmm. I think he'll, obviously, I think he'll have nice things to say. I, I think that, you know, he'll try to, make his position as, as comfortable as possible. And, you know, for me, the issue, Ritter is such an interesting player to kind of look at going into next season, because when you look at it on his face, you would say, okay, well, he's um, got NFL experience as a starter. He's extreme. His contract is extremely cheap. Um, and if they are going to sign a, a, a veteran quarterback, that's obviously going to help uh, help them afford that. With the fact that he's only on a million and a half dollars, um, but the downside is like, I just feel like you've got to be so psychologically beaten up from yeah. last season. Mm-hmm. And even, even hearing from like Arthur blank and Rich McKay in that post, in that press conference, after they had fired Arthur Smith, talking about, you know, how the, the play was, um, you know, just not up to par at all. And obviously they said that, you know, it's not all just down to him, but you know, they are talking about his job, his, his exact position, his exact production that wasn't there for the team. So I wonder if he's like just psychologically able to come back from that. If the kind of relationship that he has with fans, you know, is, is going to be something that isn't just perpetually just kind of breathing down the back of his neck and making it um, like an untenable place for him to perform at his best. And so these are the kinds of things that I'm curious to know about, but I don't think we're going to get any real answers about that from Raheem Morris tomorrow, to be perfectly honest. I just think that he's going to, you know, kind of, flowers on him as yeah, much as possible I'll probably say some honest things about how he needs to improve but I don't I don't think we're gonna get any kind of firm like uh, declarations as to what his role with the team is going to be next year is uh is Terry gonna be sitting on stage with him this time
0: they got a chair for I him do hope you think
1: so. on I hope so because we have a lot of questions for Terry too like a, a lot of us in the media and fans would just want to know what he thinks about the team the roster you know these different positions um, that's where I feel worse about him having not been available at that press conference postseason. Right. And since is just that you know there's lots of interesting things to talk about that, that uh, I'd love to get his input on.
0: Right, like he could have kind of dealt with some of those questions then. But since right, right. Terry Fondo hasn't been available to the media
1: mm-hmm.
0: since like the summer, like mm-hmm. when we talked to him in August, whenever yeah. that was, yeah, um, yeah now he's gonna, camp. they're gonna have to rehash a lot of the stuff that you know you would like to sort of be in the rear view. Anyway, they handled yeah. it the way they yeah. handled it. Uh, Joe, we appreciate it.